Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm really excited about today's guest, Clint Rush. He's a leader, innovator, team builder, problem solving. He's had a military background. And so today's talk is going to be all about leadership, decision-making habits. I love talking to people from the military with that background because they able to give a systematic dissection of success. So Clint, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, systematic dissection, man. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous right off the bat. I like where we're going though. <laughs> I'm a surgeon at, so uh, that's how I, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Tell people, you know, your background, how you got started and we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I grew up in Minnesota. Uh, I went to college at the university of Wisconsin. Uh, I dropped out of school and joined the army the day after September 11th. Um, and then over the next eight years, uh, the army, uh, in their, let's call it limited wisdom, uh, sent me back to college and, and finished my degree, uh, and then brought me back on active duty as, as an officer. And so I spent time enlisted. I spent time as an officer. And then, uh, in 2009, when I got out of the army, uh, I went to work in transportation. Um, so I, I worked in trucking and I had never done anything like that before. And so it was a really interesting, you know, career change for, for me. Um, but you know, a few things led me there and we can, we can talk about that if, if you're curious, but, uh, the short version is, uh, you know, it was 2009 and they agreed to pay me, you know, every other week, which in 2009 was pretty awesome. Um, and so, uh, I ended up really loving supply chain. I found myself, uh, really cottoning to this idea of being able to see, um, you know, an organization and understand, uh, every part of that organization really, you know, you know, be able to, to dig into decisions, uh, from a very holistic way. Um, it really, it really aligned with my military experience. So spent a few years in trucking, um, went to work in, uh, in finance, in the pharmaceutical industry, which I realized is a weird transition, but I started in supply chain and then moved into finance. So it's a little, a little less weird. Um, and then moved into consulting. I spent some time, uh, working in management consulting, then moved into healthcare, uh, and led a healthcare organization and then was recruited away from there to come here to Kansas City. Uh, where I live now, and I led a uh, a global uh, logistics firm for the last three years, um, which uh, very recently uh, just stepped down from leading that organization and and have been you know taking the summer for myself and and you know kind of revitalized myself and uh, I'm enjoying this idea of like sleeping in and taking days off and things that I just didn't know existed for the last three years, um, <laughs> and then this fall uh, I'll be joining a new organization and and getting to work with them, um, so really excited about that. 
but that's that's me in a nutshell. It's kind of a circuitous path, um, but but that's it. Yeah, fascinating because uh, you know this um, this idea which we're talking about leadership and decision making. These are skills that are applicable to you know your military consulting healthcare in all these different fields yeah one question i have is these uh especially decision making because i was watching this youtube about navy seal training and there's they, they talk about like this training where it's like they have to make really make sure they're making great decisions under like extreme duress talk about these types of decisions yeah so i think one of the things about decision making um and i look i'm i'm fascinated by the idea of decision making right like just the concept of of how you know people's minds work to select courses of action and say look we're considering these three options which of the three options is the best like the 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 game three theory that you just walk through without knowing you're doing it i think is um i think it's just fascinating Right. I think it's an amazing thing that makes people like it makes humans what we are. Um, and I think it, it to your point, it's it's something that really transcends industry and 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 geography and sector and size and team, like everything. It, it is it is truly a universal concept. So like where, where I come from, you know, with decision making, I think a lot of it is rooted in two experiences I had when I was in the military. Uh, the first was when I was a brand new like I was a cadet. Right. So I had gotten sent back to college and um, so all the guys who had been enlisted first, right? When when we you know we started in ROTC, which is what I, I came back for, um, all the guys who had been enlisted first, like we knew how to march, right? Because we had been in basic training. And so the first week, they put us in charge, right? So like the the instructors would say, okay, these guys who have, and, and I'm not joking, like the ability to march was a part of why we were put in that in that role because like then you could stand in formation and like you actually know what to do. And when they give commands, you go like, hey, here's here's what we do, right? And, and the guys who don't know, they kind of just, you know, monkey see, monkey do. But we're doing this, we're doing this, this is early on, uh, we're doing this, this uh, tactical exercise. And so I'm in charge of a squad of about eight guys. And, you know, we're out in the woods and, and we're, you know, we're, we're practicing um, this very basic battle drill, right, which is a squad attack. And, and I remember in the moment, uh, you know, I, I gave the, you know, here, here's the plan, here's what we're going to do. And, and it's all written down. Like this is stuff, you know, I'm not, I'm not innovating here, right. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating. Something went wrong. Like something, something didn't happen the way I expected it to happen. Right. And all of a sudden I didn't know what to do. And I just froze up, right. Mm -hmm. Like I completely froze up and everyone's looking at me. And for the first time, you know, and, and look, I had led stuff, you know, I was captain of swim team in, in high school and I had been a leader like my whole life, but like this was suddenly this, this gravity and this weight that was hitting me. And I, I just, I froze. Mm. And afterward I was talking to my, one of my instructors and, you know, he said, he said, well, how many choices were you, were you deciding between? And I said, well, I mean, there's an infinite number of choices that you can consider, right? I mean, there's, there, there are, and he said, okay, don't give me that. Like, that's garbage. You know, it's garbage. I know it's garbage. How many were you choosing between? And I said three. And he said, okay. So if you threw a dart against the wall, right? Like if you just put those up against the wall and threw a dart, what's the odds you get it right? And I said, one out of three. And he said, and if you don't make a decision at all, what's the odds you get it right? And I said, you know, zero out of three. And he slammed his head on his desk and he says, then throw the damn dart. <laughs> like just make a decision, right? Like make a decision. And, and it was something that, like that, that, that hit me, which is this idea that like, yes, it's important to make the right decision, but choosing not to make a decision is making the decision. The exercise has an end game. You know, you go through this process of decision-making 
And I think a lot of people believe that like, well, maybe we'll just think a little bit more about it tomorrow. And you can't do that. You have to actually make a choice. So that was the first experience. The second experience that really, you know, informed it for me was my time in Iraq. And so I was in Iraq from 2007 to 2009. And one of the things that we did uh, while I was there was we built this large barrier wall across the southern end of Sadr City. And, um, you know, if you've seen the movie uh, American Sniper, at the end of it, they they dramatize it very poorly. I, would, I will say very, very poorly. But... Uh, but they dramatized that that uh, that operation. You know, there's no doctrine on that. There, there, no one in the history of warfare had ever built a barrier wall out of concrete barriers in urban combat while you're being engaged from both sides uh, in an air. Like, it, there's just there's no book you can open. And so there was very much a hey, listen, guys, we just got to figure this out as we go. And we got to be really comfortable with the idea that the decisions we make are wrong. We're going to get it wrong. And that's okay. But what's not okay is not to recognize that we're wrong. So it became this incredible recycling process, right? Of like, we try something and then immediately you're, you're looking for feedback to say, did we get it right? Did we, do we need to tweak it 10%? Do we need to tweak it 5%? Like, and I think that coupled with this experience that I had that said, you have to make a decision. Those two things, and then you add to that the third factor of there's some pretty weighty consequence to this decision, right? Like people are living and dying based on our choices. And those three, that, that kind of triangle of decision making, it became an incredible heuristic to, to drive to like really good decisions really quickly. But it also began, kind of drove this idea of how do I in, internalize this idea that I have to get it right? Right. Like it, it's weighty and it's challenging and let's just figure it out. Like it's okay to be wrong, but it's not okay to be really wrong. And that's a really weird dichotomy. And I loved it. Really fascinating. Cause um, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to get into is this element of decisions because you know, the rapidity of the, how fast you make the decision and also the consequence of the decision, like some decisions have huge consequences. So do you make those like snap yeah. or tell, tell more? Yeah, so um, I have a kind of a decision-making flowchart that I use. Uh, and I didn't create it. I stole it from a friend of mine who I'm 100% positive stole it from somebody else. And, <laughs> like the, the, line, the line of theft on this thing has to be, you know, a mile long. Um, but it's, it's a really simple decision-making rubric, right? And so the first, the first question that I ask is, is one of these options, if I'm trying to decide between two things, is one of these options clearly better in the long term? And if the answer is yes, then you just pick that one. Just pick that one. Like, don't be in the business of rooting for the sun not to come up, right? Like, that's a terrible way to live. If one is better in the long term, choose that. That takes out a bunch of decisions, right? Then the next one is, is one of them better in the short term? Now, we've established that the, this group does not have a better long-term choice. They're, they're even, right? Next question, is one of them better in the short term? If it is, just choose that. Okay. Clearly better long-term, clearly better short-term. Probably two-thirds of our decisions are now off the table. Right, just by thinking about that one little thread, right? Mm. Second, the third, the third question is, can I make can I make this decision over again? Mm. Right? Is it is it a is it a one way door? So you mentioned, you know, your background as a surgeon, right? There are there are not a lot of decisions that I imagine you get to make where it's yeah, I can I can just undo that. There's an undo button for me when when we were when we were in in combat. There's there's an element of we can make that decision over again, not in this exact moment, right? But like, we're going to, we're going to lay another hundred of these barriers. If this barrier going in place doesn't go perfectly, guys, we can, 
we can hot wash it real quick and just do it again on the next one, right? Tweak it a little bit. So you can you give yourself some freedom to experiment, right? And if you can make the decision decision over, if it's a if it's a two way door, then just pick one option. Just pick one option because if it doesn't work, you just come back and make the opposite like you make the other decision, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're just we're just winnowing down this list of like how many decisions we actually have to think about. Uh, not clear long term or clear long term or not clear short term or not, right? Two way door. Next question is: Will the decision get better with more information? And I think, and I think that's an interesting question that people don't dig into enough. If if you and I today are debating investing in one stock versus another stock, right? Let's let's just pick two stocks, and we're going to say we're going to choose between one of these two, and we're going to put our entire net worth in one of these two stocks. All right. First of all, terrible decision, but let's just live in a world where where we're going to do that. Can that decision get better if we go gather more information or is to some of, to some extent, is it just a matter of chance in the case of stocks? Yeah, we can probably gather some information, right? We can learn more about that company. We can learn more about their industries. Okay. Let's say we go to a casino and we decide to bet red versus black on a, on a roulette wheel. Can gathering more information make that decision better? Absolutely not. Totally, totally random chance, right? So if it can't get better with more information, don't spend your time thinking about it. Make a decision and just execute against it. Mm, interesting. Right? So then the last question is, if it can get better with more information, now the question is, is the value of going and getting that information greater than the value of executing right now and having to, having to uh, delay the decision, right? Versus having to delay the decision. Again, to use our stock analogy, right? What if the what if the thing that was required for us to get more information was for us both to drop everything in our lives, right? We're both going to go get MBAs tomorrow. Okay, that's going to take a couple of years. Then we're going to go work for these companies for three years, right? And then we'll know, right? Now, now five years later, we'll know. Well, we gave away five years worth of earnings. Maybe not the greatest option, right? Now that's that's a hyperbolic example, but but there are a lot of situations where if we spend a ton of time trying to gather the information. It doesn't make the decision markedly better. And in that situation, just pick one, right? Now, if you get all the way through that, that entire rubric and get to the place where there isn't a clear long-term preference, there isn't a clear short-term preference, it's a one-way decision. You, you do need more information. The information can be gathered in an efficient way. That's the decision you should spend your time on. If you think about your, if you think about your day, how many of those really exist? I mean, very little. I mean, there aren't, there aren't that many. And so what, what the goal of this whole idea is, and like the, a lot of this is, you know, that, that process is something that, that has come to me in, in recent years, but I think intuitively I've always thought that way, which is to say, I'm not going to spend my time on the silly stuff. I'm going to steal that time and put it against the intelligent stuff, right? The really tough questions. Yeah. And if you think, and if you think about the way the military operates, it's really rooted in that. So sorry, I stepped on you there. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause uh, you know, it's talking, it's basically your decision framework is, Eliminating procrastination, eliminating mo majority of things. I think we spend over ninety percent of things worrying about things that aren't going to happen, or in the past, you know, things we have no control over. And so, what you're doing is, you know, narrowing those that the field down, focusing your attention on mm -hmm. the most important. Fascinating. The other and to be to be clear, like I don't think I don't think that that thinking about what could happen is a bad thing, right? Like one of the things the military does really effectively is this idea of like most likely course of action, most dangerous course of action. So as you're thinking about something, 
what's the most likely thing to occur and what's the greatest challenge to you right and so you do some kind of some navel gazing right but some some thinking about like these these two you know this is probably going to happen and if everything goes wrong this is going to happen and if you think if you think about that by figuring out the most dangerous course of action right the, the worst possible thing Okay, if I'm prepped for that, then the hundred things that are less dangerous than that, I don't have to worry about. Because mm-hmm. if I have, if I'm prepped for the worst, then all these little things, who cares? Yeah. They're not as bad as that, and I'm prepared for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that like it becomes like forcing it to that binary way really is effective at at creating more time. Mm. I love that, and the way you describe it is also how a lot of the uh, the best athletes, you know, the best teams how they prepare their preparation is you know relentless and and how they're thinking about things is what you described um what are some of the great uh you know leaders that you you know of course you have that leadership and who are some of the leaders you emulate you know what are their biographies or podcasts you know that people can tune into and also talk a little bit about failure as well so in terms of the, the people that i i try to emulate it's interesting i I think that when it comes to lead, like I've been, I've been really blessed to work for some some great people. I've been really blessed to work for some some not great people. I think there's a blessing in both, right? It's 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 one thing to say I'm going to learn from success and emulate success, but I think you can actually learn just as much, if not more, from somebody who fails or somebody who falls short. Because while success might be very narrowly defined circumstantially, I think failure can be very universal. If if somebody is really good at at picking a particular industry or at picking, you know, in, in this situation, they, they manage the world perfectly. Okay. That's great. But, but, you know, Heraclitus said, like, you're not going to step in the same river twice, right? You're not going to be in that situation. Um, and so I think there's, there's an element of that, that being wrong is a bit more universal than being right. And so I, I really feel like I'm, I'm blessed to have gotten to see both. The other thing that I, I really try hard to do is, Wherever I I am, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm focusing on, I want to take lessons from things outside of that. So when I was in the military, I didn't read a lot of military leadership books. I didn't read a lot about how guys had led under fire in in previous conflicts. And in large part, it was because, one, that stuff is built into doctrine, right? We've learned that and we've put it into doctrine. So I'm getting it already. But two, I think there's there's an there's risk in not diversifying your thought process, right? Mm-hmm. There's a risk in not looking at those other areas, and and it is that you can become um, very insular in your thinking. So, you know, in terms of like the 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 people that I really emulate and try to you know um, I don't want to say idolize, but like the 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 role models, right? I think um, you know the the book Hard Thing about Hard Things, um, right? Horowitz's book, I think, is the single best business book ever written. Um, I try to read it once a month. I encourage like every single person I work with should should buy it, tattoo it on their their arm, right? Like you got to be some you got to be comfortable with some profanity because it's it's not the most kindergarten friendly book, but um, but it, it's fabulous. Uh, I think um, Andy Groves, only the paranoid survive, right? So from you know some Silicon Valley folks, um, but I also really think the the book um, Steal My Soldier's Heart uh, by by David Hackworth is is an incredible. Uh, book about how to turn around a culture. And I think it's incredibly uh, applicable in in business. So I find that that things like that, uh, you know, are really interesting. 
Uh, I love reading about great coaches, uh, seeing, you know, whether it's, whether it's, it's John Wooden, whether it's, it's, you know, Phil, you know, e- even, even guys on the other side of the spectrum, right. You know, reading some of the things about, you know, what Vince Lombardi did and, and like kind of those more tyrannical coaches. Like, I think there's, there's an interesting thing you can take away from all of those, but I think the biggest thing is whenever I read or listen or watch or anything, like whenever I consume any kind of, kind of content, the first thing I do is try to consume something on the other side. I really want to, I really want to balance it. And, and I think a lot of it is, um, it's that desire to say, like, let, let's, let's have some, some diversity of thought. Let's, you know, let's have some diversity of perspective. I think, I think investing in, investing in one, in one industry is great as long as that industry is up. Right. But I think there's a whole lot of folks who invested in office space who, uh, you know, when that pandemic hit, maybe they weren't particularly uh, enthusiastic about their returns. Right. And I think there's, there's advantage in, in, you know, intellectually doing the same thing. How can people reach out to you, check out your website, social media, check out your work, contact you? Uh, ClintRush.com is the best way to get in touch with me. Um, there's a there's a contact me on there. Uh, I've I've collected my uh, kind of guiding principles and the way that I think about you know about life and about business, and it's all on there. And, and so I'm I'm continually updating that and and tweaking that as I you know learn more and and uh, kind of go on that that self discovery journey. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on to the show and talking about decisions uh, framework and all of the all of your resources will be in the links and show notes for the listeners. And um, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you Wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.